The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793 847 390. Coming up on this week's episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast, we'll look over Saturday's defeat at Parkhead against Celtic. Was it a penalty or was it not? We'll give you our views. We'll go over how Dundee's current crop of internationals got on last week. We'll preview Saturday's game against Kamarnock at Dens. We also talk about Tyler French making a lone move to Morton. And we end the pod with the D-Archive and the fans Q&A. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and with me as always is the main man, Paul Gray. Hey, Danny, how are you? All right. I'm all good. I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Ready to, to dissect the Celtic game yesterday. You sound really enthusiastic. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having to speak about defeat, mate, is there? So, um, plenty positives, though. We'll no doubt touch on them. So, positive, no, negatives, yeah. the whole lot, the whole shebang. The whole lot. Let's, let's go for it. Yeah, so basically, Dundee away to Celtic, the Scottish champions. It's always going to be a hard task. I think under Brendan Rogers, they haven't started the season the way you'd expect the Celtic team to. They do seem a little bit. What's the best word? I wouldn't want to say lackluster, but they, they're still picking up the results, but the performances aren't much to read home about. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to Parkhead's always going to be a tough task, especially for a new team like us, just promoted, new players, new manager. Um, so basically, we lined up the same as the week before, except from Cami Kerr in for Jordan McGee and Ryan Howley for Scott Tiffany. And it was basically the same team um, as the couple of weeks before, actually. I said the week before, a couple of weeks before, before international break. So, yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of changes. Uh, I, I did expect maybe uh, Baca or Robinson to drop out the team. I didn't expect them to play both of them kind of up front. I know that it wasn't the formation going through the game, but I, I did maybe expect Tiffany to maybe stay on the pitch and have two wingers playing because that, for me, is one of our main strengths. So um, I'm not one of those people that see going to Celtic Park and come away with a, with a result as a free hit. You know, if we get beat, we get beat. If we win, we win. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those. I think we should always play to our strengths and show... Uh, I don't know if it sounds like we're having a go here, but uh, about ambition, if you if you know what I mean, Paul. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this free hit carry on. Mm-hmm. Nah, I hate, um, I, I, uh, mate, I just I, disappointed with the result, obviously, but I I feel like they were. This was a this was a great opportunity to come away with something. Do you know what I mean? I felt like they were there with the, there for the taking with the amount of injuries that they've got. It was just again another mental fifteen minute spell that's effectively shafted us. But yeah, yeah disappointed. I mean, they Celtic had their chances early doors. There was a save from Carson from um, what's the boy's name? Is it Medea? Yeah, Maida. Yes, Maida. That's it. Uh, he also got a goal chopped off. It was offside. 
Uh, surprisingly enough, the linesman flagged for it before it went to VAR. Uh, it's a, Shouldn't it's even a have went to VAR. Shouldn't have went to VAR. It's miles off. I think it's one of those cases where it will always go to VAR if he flags an offside goal, regardless if he is 20 yards in front of the player. I think it just goes to that. I think it's just a, it's the, the generic go-to now. Um, mm. They also had, I think, a shot deflected onto the post. It was by far, it was all Celtic, but I thought Dundee, apart from them, kind of held their own in the first half. And we even had a chance. Uh, Beck got the ball down the byline, passed it in, Luke McCowan. Uh, fine save by Joe Hart, came up quickly, made himself big. Brilliant save, but when the ball kind of spun, uh, fell to Robinson, he just never got that clean connection on it at the back post. And, uh, well, the ball didn't even hit the target or go off target. I just spun behind him, I think. It was behind him uh, anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it was one of those where it was a tough one to tough one to, to go to. Um, but it was a chance. Mm-hmm. That showed, if you use your pace, doing the wings, you can open up the Celtic team. Um, but, you know, we went in at half now. At half nil, half time, nil, nil, Paul. Uh, it does seem like, you know, what we're doing, Son, right here. We're mm-hmm. half frustrating Celtic. And we, the, the few chances we managed to get forward, we did look like we could maybe do something. Um, what were you thinking at half time before it all just came crumbling down? Mm. I thought we were coping, to be honest. I liked the way that we were set up, must admit. I mean, if you look at half time stats, we had something like 20 blocks. That kind of tells you all you need to know about that half. But McCowan's chance. Don't get me wrong, I don't think McCowan could have hit that any sweeter. He's done everything right there. It's just an exceptional save. But if you've got that goal, what was what time was that goal? That shot at? I don't know, 35, 40 minutes, something like that. If you've yeah, got that one now, you know, they're they're battering you, battering you, you're coping. But then you've got that goal at that time. And if you kept it till half time, it's a completely different game, man. But it's typical with going to Parkhead. You do not take your chances, you will be punished. We've yeah. got to take our chances, especially when we're obviously when we're there. But yeah, I was, I was quite happy with the way that the first half ended. Must admit, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, we're coping here. We're doing all right. Let's see what the second half brings in, and then, hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, like we rode, we're luck a wee bit. Obviously, like you touched on, you know, with O'Reilly hitting a post and the goal getting chopped off. You know, good saving that. But you need that little bit of luck when you're at Parkhead. You need that. But, yeah, yeah, you're always going to have to have that, mate. You're, you're totally correct. Yeah, I'm going to have to weather the storm quite a lot mm-hmm. at Parkhead. It, it's it's just one of those facts now, isn't it? You're coming yeah. up, and I'm I'm not one of those that, that like to use um, wage bills and people can sign for players for millions and all that. But uh, well, they you, do, you know. I'll, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll never, I'll never go down that route. But you do know, you you do see the the difference in class of players that they can uh, bring in and stuff like that. So it was you're always going to weather the storm there, and well, you, you always hope for maybe the first fifty minutes each half. If you can no concede, then you could be, you know, get to nil nil at half time, or you know, second half here we can maybe nick something here, mm-hmm. and uh, or even you know can keep it. No, no, but unfortunately, the first 15, 20 minutes it just came crumbling down, did it? Um, oh, God. The, the, the warning sign was there. I think they had a chance within like 40 seconds. I think it fell to Kyogo and he, he put it over the bar, so the, the warning signs were there. But yeah. the, 
I mean, we're, we're, we're no hang about any longer. We will get to the, the penalty. So it was initially <laughs> given as a free kick. And when you see the markings on the pitch, uh, when the referee blows for a free kick, the markings are on the box, in the box. So it was always going to go to VAR. Mm-hmm. At, at the time, when I was looking back at the replays, I was like, oh, he's caught him. You know what? He, I, it's a penalty. Looking back at it more now, I'm more withering. Uh, if it was, I'm not too sure. I am starting to go to the other side and think, you know what? He has made contact with a player and he's went down, but not every time you make contact with a player in the box will it result in a penalty. You know, it, it makes it a no contact sport at all penalty. There are situations that you can put contact with a player and uh, isn't it? For me, I think people are saying it. There's a lot of people saying it's a stone wall. There's a, a lot of people saying it's no. I don't know. Tumble knows what he's doing. He hasn't touched the ball. The ball's coming towards him. He hasn't touched that. He's put his foot out where um, Ryan Howley's coming in. And, you know, is Ryan Howley going to be able to jump out of there? Because he's either kicking him or going over him. Because at one point, it looks like Tumble's leaning in, waiting on the contact to get the, the penalty. He's either played it fantastic and got the penalty um, or, you know, the, the ref's got it wrong, Val's got it wrong. To me, I've went to, I'm thinking that I, I, it shouldn't be. It's soft. It's soft if it is. But I don't know, is it a letter by the law? Is it a penalty? We'll never know. But see, at mm. the time, watching it, I was like Stonewaller. It shouldn't even have took that length of time to go to VAR and whatnot. I was like, that's an absolute stonewaller. Filled him in the box. Game over. Penalty. Simple as that. But I'm kind of like mm-hmm. you now as well. The amount of times that I've watched it over and over again, and Tony Doherty in his post-match interview going, ah, Turnbull's been cute there, you know, leaning in. And he does lean in, and he's already going down. You can see me. He's already going down before Howley's touched him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and he's like, he's not even in control of the ball. Nah, well, that's the thing. He's he's no he's not even touched the ball as the balls came into him. But I don't know. Does the ball being in in front of him, him shielding it, does that mean he's in control of the ball? He touches it after the initial contact. But that's that's what might come down to you know. It's it's a tough one to take. It's, it's a, you know what. See, at the time I was like I says I was kind of like, look, fine, fair enough. That's a penalty, standard penalty at Parkhead. Fair enough, just take it. You know, whatever. But looking at it now, nah, pissed off. Just, okay, saying that Turnbull's been cute in that. Nah, it's fucking cheating. Do you know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, I mean, don't take it away from, okay, Turnbull's side of things, but there's two boys involved there. I don't think Howley has to make that challenge. He's he's he's, he's back to goal. There's no point. You just jockey him. Just, just keep him when he's back to goal. He doesn't need to lunge in like that. I thought it was a reckless challenge. Like, silly, silly. But yeah, yeah it, it kind of gives the it gives the the ref and the the boys behind the TV screens like maybe more ammunition to to give the penalty. Hmm. It was but a then, tough one to take. It, it is a tough one to take. It's a kick in the balls, but like I mean, it was at VAR for a long, long time. 
and <laughs> like I'm, the more I've watched it, the more I've watched it, I'm going, it's not a penalty. Obviously, the more they watched it, they were going, it is a penalty. So <laughs> and it shows their outlook on things. But it was funny yeah. at the time. Well, it wasn't funny at the time, but Greg Taylor was screaming for a penalty at the ref, like screaming at the ref, right? He's pointing to where he's hit him. And then when VAR eventually give it, he's straight back to the referee. And it's almost like he's mouthing to the ref, fucking told you. Told you it was a fucking penalty. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I was, I was kicking the balls, mate. I know. It's, uh, I would I'd be intrigued if that was given at the other side. I'm no one for putting tinfoil hats on, but um, yeah. I wouldn't have been. I, I think it's one that maybe the, the ref would, would make. If he does that in the middle of the park, it's a free kick, isn't it? So, I, yeah, it's, it's just a tough one to take. Eh? I, you know what? If, you, if, if we've got a professional on that knows all the ins and outs, and, and, and you've got sure me. There's a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I do know there's a Dundee fan that listens, and I can't remember who it is who has done referee and has commented a few times on stuff. But Galloway, I'm pretty sure of that. Steve, Steve uh, Galloway, De Costa. Scott, uh, Steve, yeah, well, I was with Scott there. I've been kidding for years. Yeah, Stephen, Steve yeah. Gallery, um, yeah. yeah, he's uh, I wouldn't even listen to him either, to be honest. Eh? But I think there's somebody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think uh, they've they've left comments sometimes, so I've appreciated it if they would leave one again just to say what their professional opinion would be. Um, but after that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um. <laughs> Regardless of it, it, it just it kind of opened it up after that. We did have a chance, obviously, when it was still 1-0. McEwen mm-hmm. with a, a shot of cover left. It, it was close. No close enough. Um, I, no, I, 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 I just wasn't there. It was a good chance. Um, it, just, it was uh, a good chance. It, it was a, it, and sports scene felt to show, like, Cammy's tackle and his run. Like, can't he run for ages and then obviously cut inside, played the ball in? But I don't know what McCown was doing. I don't know if it was a bit of a nosebleed, a lack of composure. Or something. I don't know. But it was like he was aiming for Bakayoko's head instead of actually <laughs> dinking it to the back stick. That was a chance, man. That was a that was a really good chance because Celtic were open. They were miles mm-hmm. open. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a bit frustrating. And that could have yeah. been us. Like, look, okay, they've got that, that penalty. They've scored. Like, we could have went up a pitch and got an equaliser and they would have been shiting it. There would have been. Yeah, oh. unfortunately, that didn't happen. It's all um, if buts and maybes, mate, and hypotheticals and fucking alternate universes. <laughs> but there's near some buts of what happened next. A couple of minutes later, it was 2 0. Ball falls to Robinson. He gets sandwiched in between two Celtic players. Mm. Um, loses the ball, obviously. Kyogo over the header. It's in. It's debatable who whose man it was. Was it Lamy? Was it Shaughnessy's? Shaughnessy obviously made the the run, trying to stop it, but it was far too too little, too late. You look at the replay, Beck just plays him just that wee bit onside, but that's, ah, he, uh, he was well onside. He timed his run to perfection, right. mate. I'm not going to take anything for you with that wee... Pra- but the defence um, should be... Yeah, I mean, I'm saying Beck kind of plays him onside. Beck's at the other side. It should be the... I guess the centre-backs there. Centre-back should be watching that run and uh, getting that header away, but uh, great run, I, great delivery, but just I don't know what. I mean, again, at the time watching it, I was obviously screaming for a foul. Like, mm-hmm. but see that I was sorry to interrupt you, but see, like when Robertson got the ball and he got sandwiched in, do you think he had? 
I think he had, had enough time to get the ball away, just hoof it away. Or because there was probably, like in, yeah, yeah, because kind of like in the St Johnston game, you had the same thing round your box. You could have mm-hmm. got the ball away, and it happened again as well. I think it was half an hour into the game. He loses the ball outside the D. When he, he just hoof it away, there's nothing room dump. He's got the ball, hoof it away. Thing with Robinson, I think lately is he's not got up to pace with the top flight Scottish football. It's mm. no like championship now where he gets a, a few touches. I think he's it's been noticeable for me that he has taken maybe one or two touches too much, um, and it's always been in positions that have put us under pressure. But that's just that's just me putting something out there that I've, I've maybe noticed that. Nah, mate, I don't think that's just your opinion because I've seen and heard a lot of folk, well, not a lot of folk, but folk saying the exact same thing. I don't know what's going on, well, but I, th- I think you're pretty much nail on the head there. In, in the Prem, he's not going to have that time. The ball needs mm-hmm. you know, control, release, control, release. That's, that's it. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to sit here. He's a, he's a young player. He's, st- he's yeah. still going to get a lot, yeah. Well, we're no coming here and saying, oh, it's his fault, this, that, that. It's like, no, he's... Yeah. He's maybe just got to, you know, he's, he's still learning as well. He's a young player. Um, it's just one of those, he just has to realise that you're not going to have much time on the ball as you did against your Air Uniteds and, you know, the, the, all the other I teams in the was, championship. Like, at, at that bit of there where he took the ball down, you know, and was he maybe wanting to just get the, get a foul, you know, so take the pressure off the team so that we can get mm-hmm. the ball off the pitch? I, I don't know. A part of me at the time, you know, I was, like I said, screaming for a foul there. But watching the replay, I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's doing. It's too much dilly dallying, mate. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> That's I think probably he the best way to describe it. It is. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. He was just, mate. Just don't know if he's just lacking confidence or something, or he's, or or is he needing a firecracker up his arse? You know, it's like I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think he needs that. I think he needs a goal. He definitely, hundred percent needs a goal. Obviously, needs a goal. Any striker needs a goal, definitely. But I'm, I, you're, I think you're bang on the money there. Where the, you know, he's in the prime now. He'd be quicker, mate. You said dilly dally, and you can't dilly dally against Celtic about good. You can't dilly dally lately. <laughs> what was that, Danny? <laughs> dilly dally against Celtic about kid. Spot on. Uh, I mean, the, the chances this kept falling for. Celtic then I think just after the, the second goal it was off the bar. I can't remember who took the shot. Johnston. Less now. Was it Johnston? Carson saved that. Me now. It was it was a good save for him on the save. And then about less than a minute, minute later it was three 0 <laughs> <laughs> Matt O'Reilly. Um Brilliant great goal. ball in behind. I think the Beck. boy makes the run behind Beck. Good and goal. it's a great ball. Um yeah, that uh, just totally opens up Dundee. Uh, Sweaty goal. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a total FIFA one. Um, mm. and that was it. That was all she wrote after that. Uh, we did have a chance, though. <laughs> I think about seven minutes to go. Um, McElwain fighting with the ball, going down the wing. Tiffany beside him. Manchester to get the ball back after his initial cross gets blocked and gives it to Bakioko. There was an on-Russian defender behind him. And Scales. I'd like to see it puts him off. Scales, that's it. Come on, I was trying to remember who's the ginger player that plays for Celtic. It's Scales. <laughs> He's um, hardly ginger. Come on. Is he no? I thought he was You're ginger. You're ginger. He's blonde. <laughs> Strawberry blonde. 
strawberry blonde. Right. Okay, that's just uh, the, yeah, the fancy word for them nowadays, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he should be getting that. He's got to bury that. Target. Aye. I can no joke to get back man. into the goal, but he should, yeah. There's no excuses Aye. there. He's got to bury that. That ball's still in orbit. <laughs> was he aiming for the Dundee fans or something? That, that ball should have been, he should have burst the net. Actually, he didn't even need to burst the net. Danny, he should have nestled it in the net. He could have placed it and nestled it. He could have placed it and nestled mm-hmm. right at the back of the net. Just another good chance, man. Another mm-hmm. good chance. That is the, for me, that is the story of the game. And I know folk will argue, ah, but Celtic had loads of chances. They hit the post three times. They hit the bar. Right, okay, fair enough. But if McCowan had took his chance or got that goal, it would have been a totally different game, mate. It's mm-hmm. just... Shite! <laughs> so frustrating, <laughs> mate. So frustrating. I mean, <laughs> and, and it, see, for me, it's worrying a wee bit that we're not taking these chances. And we, we've spoke, I feel like we're going to speak about this a lot through the season because we've spoke about it like already on probably near enough every pod that you need to take your chances in the prem. You can't have five or six and no score. You, you need at least one or two of them going in, man. Do you know what I mean? Especially if yeah. in Parkhead or Ibrox. Or, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. Well, my feeling we is that your strikers are too much the same. Yeah. There's this, doesn't seem to be any difference between them. Like, you play a couple of boys up front, you do expect one of them to be, their game to be different from the other one. Mm-hmm. A little bit of versatility up top. It just seems to be a that. A target the, man the and a players, poke yeah, and all that. The, the players that we've got are too like for like. Mm-hmm. And um, defences can easily deal with the, the strikers that we've got. Um, but if you add a person who's got, you know, maybe like quickness, speed, about them. Not that I'm saying they're no quicker speed, but you know what I mean. Like you got a wee nippy, nippy bastard of a striker against the, the big big strikers that we've got. You got yeah. a wee nippy boy there. Then it kind of fingers up the defences uh, game plan as well. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel that we've got that. The defences see one striker that we've got, and then the next one beside them is kind of like the same. They're all similar, man. Yeah. So of even chopping and changing, kind of some players chop and change and go, right, come on, you play cross there, I'll go play cross there. doesn't matter because the defender's been marking the exact same type of player. I think but, you're bang on the money, mate. And mm-hmm. it, I know we're kind of speaking about Robinson and you you kind of mentioned right at the start that you wouldn't have mind to have seen, you know, Tiffany playing. I'd, 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 I'd personally, I'd, I'd like to see McCowan and Tiffany start and drop one of the strikers and basing on what's been happening so far, it'd probably be Robinson. Um don't know, assistant. <laughs> but then again it goes back to playing, oh what, we're playing one up front. Oh and you know how much we were <laughs> were craving for Boyer last Aye. season to play two up top, you know what I mean? But I just think there's someone someone needs to change at that front end. Because I think the back the back were looking rel- relatively solid. You know, Beck's coming on a good game. Thought Cammy Kerr had no bad game as well. Lammy and Shaughnessy and Carson, that triangle at the back's solid, relatively solid. Mm-hmm. It's just up top. And, I, and and for me, if you've got Tiffany and McCowan on at the same time, the pair of them can switch flanks. They can mix up. So they, they can switch it up, you know, for the striker, you know, the target mm-hmm. man. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing... Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing back up top on his own with these two on either side of him. 
and I, I, personally, I think they would run riot. But yeah, see, when you've mentioned about maybe having them two on the wings, the one thing that was really noticeable that was when we had the ball and we're punting it out. If it didn't fall to either striker, there was no pressure put on the Celtic defence. It was just mm-hmm. gather the ball, pass it about, and get it back forward. Wherever you had players like Tiffany on the pitch. Running the behind, well. man. Run, yes, yeah. Or even on a putting, massive pitch. Up, Parkhead's pitch is fucking yeah. huge. Like, that's the players. a ideal game for Tiffany. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nah, that's not right. I mean, they, they they would hassle the defenders, and mm-hmm. like you say, if it's no hut, the if it's no made to the strikers for the punt up the park, then you've you've got these two players there to hurry the defenders, no let them get a, a minute's piece, that's and it. hopefully make them make a mistake. But put them under pressure, yeah. man. Like it, it, mm-hmm. honestly, it's like there's times when you watch like teams when they go to Parkhead and they just let let they let Celtic just run riot. To put them under pressure, see how fucking good they are. You know what I mean? See how good this Taylor is. See how good this Johnson is. Don't think they're that great. But you're not going to exactly highlight how crap they are with it if, if you've not got the boys on the pitch that are going to take the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I feel like I've I feel like I've, somebody's put the firecracker into me. I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. It is, uh, it's, it is it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like we've been saying all season, though, you have got your your positives and negatives to take for games. Um, positives that showing that we were able to get into positions, position, <laughs> and get a chance, a good chance against Celtic. Uh, defensively, at first half, I thought, apart from a few attempts that they had, we had them. You know, we contained them well. That's it. And if we just, you know, even midfield, uh, I can. I thought Finley Robertson again. In a good game, yeah, I thought he was all right. Yeah, it was always going right. to be hard. I, I don't know why. Just I'm probably it's my new fanboy, isn't it? I've moved yeah, it definitely from, from is. Robinson, so. Definitely uh, is. Thought he looked okay. Yep, relatively solid. Didn't really do much. He didn't really do much wrong. Nothing too spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just kept it nice and simple. Um, I thought for like the first twenty five minutes, I was like, "Is this boy Howley even on?" I was like, "Is he on?" <laughs> but then it twigged, mate. See if you watched him, he was on Turnbull's arse. Like he was just man marking Turnbull out the game. <laughs> and, and at halftime, I was like, "Ah, to the old boy, ah, Howley's doing no bad. Yeah, he's he's totally nullified him. He's at the game, brilliant." Fucking gives away the penalty against them. <laughs> <laughs> A tough task for any player getting their first team debut. Um, didn't they in Glasgow? I thought he did okay as well. Again, I don't think there was any... See, for me, I don't think there was any standouts in the team. Apart from... I, th- I thought McEwen had a no-bad game. Um, mm-hmm. He looks to get the ball in the deck and beat a boy, but, you know, I, I, there, for me, there wasn't any real real standouts. But mm-hmm. So, fuck. <laughs> yeah. As Tony Dockett said in his post-match interviews, is that these results won't define the season, really. Mm. Um Obviously, it's going to be results against your St. Johnston counties, levies that are going to be around you. That that's what defines your season. Um, so he's totally. I get, get that. Yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. picking up the points around the teams that you know that are going to be around you. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But like I was saying, this this was a, probably one of the best opportunities that we've had in years to get something at Parkhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they're anything that spectacular. I really don't, but that's just me. And it's just, like I said, I think this was ample opportunity to get even a point, man. Mm -hmm. 
regardless of the penalty at the end of the day, they had that bit more quality to get the win and they did so and it was a 3-0 defeat so the other other results we've spoke about this for just fucking 25 minutes I think we can move on for this Celtic game nobody wants no, to dwell on that no done yet <laughs> no done yet this, ah, fucking... <laughs> yeah get, get done <laughs> as it says there's positives there's negatives we'll take it into the next game but we'll look at the results around us so obviously early time lunchtime kickoff Rangers beat St Johnston at Perth 2-0 it's Harps one of the worst games Harps. of football I've ever watched, by the way. Never, never watched it. Never watched it. Brutal. Um, uh, um, Hibs beat Aberdeen 2-0 at Tynecastle. And Kelly <coughs> came back to draw 2 all against Hibs. Sipnum beat Motherwell um, 1-0 at Fir Park. And Ross Company and Livy drew one all. So obviously everybody will kind of what the table looks like. Dundee moved down to ninth place. Um, we Joint are ahead of Yep, <laughs> we are ahead of Aberdeen and St Johnston. Aye, true, true. Um, it's uh, still looking at it, and the teams that I was expecting us to be around this season um, have all started off pretty well, apart from St Johnston, who are, I would say, rooted at the bottom. That's on apart from Aberdeen, different spot. Aberdeen, yeah, I mean, spending all that money. I tell you, Robin, Barry Robson, he'll be at the job. Come Christmas. Well, I think that was the 12th game. Or oh, somebody said that in the last 12 games, they've only won two. Mm. One of them was against Stirling Albion. So, <clears throat> yeah. I think everybody's seen Haps winning that game for some reason. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see Barry Robson last in the season if it keeps going like this. No um, chance. We will talk about internationals. A few boys were away. Um, Bakayoko scored for Sierra Leone, didn't he? Um, yeah. I, I can't... I, I've not got the result here, but I think the one. 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. There we go. Can't mind um, who they were playing either. Is it like Gambia or... Something Faso like that. Or something? Can't mind. Okay, well, it could be that one. <laughs> that, I'm not going to... scored like, anyway. He won the, he won the game. Won the game. Um, and then you had uh, Lyle Cameron and Josh Mulligan playing for Scotland on the 21s against Spain. The Spain won 1-0 and both starting. players start yeah, I was, I was just we say both players started and okay. uh, played most of the most of the game. Um I think it was 67th minute. Mulligan cool was anything, off and just after Cameron. So it's good to see two young boys who we know are have got a future, uh, a great future ahead of them. Playing for the Scotland under twenty ones. So it was brilliant um, just seeing them in the team, kind of like on a pitch for the team photo, man. It was, and the pair of them aye. stood next to each other. Kills cool, it. Yep. <laughs> and then you had Owen Beck turn out for the Welsh under twenty ones. He played. I, I can't remember. He played the full game, but he definitely started. And he picked up a booking, which didn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> Shocker, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, see that from the Celtic game, by the way. Was that probably the first game that he's not been booked? <laughs> yeah, I think so, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> and the game that you thought he would be a stone waller for a bookend. A, a bricker. Absolute bricker. <laughs> Some of his tackling was incredible. Like, he wasn't giving that boy Jan a second. Like, it was brilliant. <laughs> Just, uh, he was biting his ankles. It was class. <laughs> I own Beck no getting a book and maybe uh, mucked up Griffiths and McGowan's coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. That's all. 
<laughs> oh, move on. Let's move on. Right, Let's yeah. Move on. Anyway, the international um, back. Well done. Uh, <laughs> they uh, won the 3-2 or something. Possibly. Go with it. Go with that. Who were they playing? <laughs> <laughs> Burkina Faso. Again. Aye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, up this Saturday, Paul. It's mm. Kelly. We've got Kelly at Dens. We are... Well, what you put joint eighth with Cully, and they have two goals better off than us. But um, it's going to be master versus apprentice. Um, I apprentice, like yeah, that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it's be the first time that both McInnes and Dockery will have seen each other uh, on a football pitch since. Uh, Doherty took up the reins at Dense Park and Kamarnik look like they're going to be a different team last from last season. They have made plenty of changes. I think McInnes has got his print on the team. Mm-hmm. I think they're still going to rely on the boy Vassell up front. I yeah. um, think he'll be a, a big player for them. <clears throat> it's going to be a tough game. Uh, every game in this league is going to be a tough game, but this one's going to be tough as well. But the, the, the big play will be Tony Doherty wanting to get one up on um, his old acquaintance. 100%. And it's funny, though, you see, when you started saying that, like I thought you were away to say exactly what I typed up, and it was basically the first time that they'll have been in opposition dugouts. I thought you were going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> you, man, you better not say that. I mean, <laughs> it is, master and apprentice and that, yeah. But the thing is, I just hope that, you know, Doherty's not told McInnes all, you know, the tactics and things that he's came up with over the years. I hope he's kept a wee, kept a wee book, a wee, wee journal, you know, a wee black book, we playbook. Yeah. yeah, yep. I really hope so. Kind of surprise him. I mean, this will be a really. I think this will be a really good game. I never thought I'd ever say that. Dundee and Kelly, good game. Usually, generally, shite. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I think this will be a good game. Just for the whole McInnes and McInnes and Doherty. Like it says, if Doc can conjure up a wee thing to surprise McInnes, and McInnes will be like, "Whoa, where do you learn that from?" Hmm. I think we'll get three <laughs> points, and I'll be six now. <clears throat> <laughs> well, it's uh, hopefully we get a good crowd because it is one of those uh, bring a friend to dens. I think cool. I think that's what they're, they're doing this time. Uh, well, well, this time we've done it for plenty of seasons, but I think this is the game it's for. Um, so hopefully then. we see a good crowd coming to dens for that. I'm definitely one hundred percent going. It's the day after my birthday, so Dundee Bear gave me a birthday win. <laughs> um, Kelly, I've got plenty of players there that uh, we, we know about that can cause you problems. Um, got uh, even like boys from Aberdeen, that Matty Kennedy, a player I thought we might have went first when Docket took over. Matty um, Liam, Watkins as well. Yeah, Liam Donnelly, um, like Kyle Fass, uh, Fassell is another one, um, and uh, I think they've got a good defender in Robbie Odies. Or Robbie Dees, Robbie Odies, Jesus, Robbie Dees at the back, um, <laughs> who <laughs> who we were in for as well. What, what? So they've got a good, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, we were. Uh, mm. So they've got a good, they've got a good, a, a good team. It's, uh, but then we've got the the home, home, home venue, home. yeah, and it's not a shitty plastic pitch either. So yeah. So they'll probably well. I'm pretty certain last season was you know Kelly their their home form basically you know kept them in the league. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. coming up on this pitch, hmm, home advantage, pitch advantage. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Don't get me wrong though; they've had a really good start to the season. You know, obviously, yeah. What was it? The beat 
beat Rangers, they beat Celtic in the cup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's not like they've got something about they've... them, like so. And like yeah. you've just highlighted the players that they've brought in, good signings, a lot of them, mm-hmm. and they're looking all right. I like the boy Armstrong. Must admit, like is it Danny Armstrong? Yeah. 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 I like yeah. him. I like to look at him. Cap. Why are we highlighting their players, you've man? You've done it. You've, you've done, done it. it. You started it. I've named about six of them. Six no killing now. <laughs> uh, but they'll be buoyed by the fact that they uh, were two 0 done at home against Hibs and came back, came back to draw two all. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I've, I, I think they had a chance as well to maybe win it. I was I, I vaguely watching the highlights. Uh, I, I never so. watched their highlights. I don't see yeah. me. I don't give a fuck about any other team. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I'm. I relu- I, I reluct- I'm reluctant to watch other teams. Eh? It's, it's just, but yeah, like like Arsenal and all that. Eh? I don't even watch them. I see. <laughs> see, because Dundee are in the Prem, it's, it's Dundee full stop, man. Watch everything possible in the veins. Yeah, Glory Hunter only when we're in the top flight. Eh? Watch absolutely, them mate. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Fuck you, man. But no, it'll be a good game. Like I say, we've got the home advantage. I don't know if we might see Portales back. Um, I don't know his, what, what, what they'll say on the injury front for him. Uh, even I haven't in the squad, seen an update on that. But, no. but the build-up to the Celtic game, obviously the team coming off the bus, he was there with his, what was he, like his Gucci, you know, bag, you know, <laughs> swagger man. <laughs> he was there, yeah. Maybe he's, he's obviously made a miraculous recovery, like, it says a lot mm-hmm. about the man, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, Pineda as well, uh, another person who I think he's been, I think he played the full 90 minutes uh, in a bounce game at Dens against Aberdeen last week or the week before, so, mm. you know, we've got players there, hopefully more options. Um, I've not seen enough of Pineda to think, is he any different than the strikers we've got? Hopefully he is, but, you know... Um, I think he is, to a certain yeah. degree, yeah, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll wait and see. Well, I did have uh, some transfer news this week. Uh, Tyler French off to Greenock Morton on a season-long loan. But mm. I noticed that there was somebody on Twitter um, who said that Dundee have a callback yeah, clause. Seen that. Um, but we'll wait and see. He uh, signed for them and played the full 90 minutes against uh, Dundee United at Tannendice um, for his debut against them. Um, so have hopefully he... he can get... Have you seen Robbie Muirhead's goal? Oh, yeah, yeah. Easiest <laughs> goal he will ever score. United and shite keepers just go hand in hand. <laughs> but yeah, no, it good. Mate, coming back, playing the full 90 minutes against the Dabs, brilliant. Aye. Aye, so hopefully he gets back to full fitness. And uh, he's a player, I think. we. I, I liked him in the team. And hopefully it's just a case of... Like, Get a few months doing you, and we'll get you back. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Like. Doherty said because um, there was an article basically to kind of clear the air because it, the obviously the deal didn't go down well at all with the Dundee fans. But obviously with the recall clause, great. But Doherty was saying somewhere along the lines of between now and basically the end of the year, he could potentially play 18 competitive competitive games. So. I think if he comes out that 18, unscathed, does well, he'll come back. I really hope mm-hmm. he does because I, I think he's a quality. He was one of the standouts, man, in the championship. You know what I mean? He was he was far too good for the championship. I really wouldn't mind seeing him up against the Premier teams like 
Plus, mm-hmm. he's a handsome bastard. He, honestly, like, he comes into that team. He makes, he will fit right into that Dundee top. A good-looking Dundee top. A good-looking player. Him and Portales together, man. Oof, Oof. hell, man. Jesus. But I wouldn't mind seeing him at right-back because I think he's the best right-back at the club. I thought you were going to say you wouldn't mind getting tackles for me for them. <laughs> okay, no, man. no, but I think um, he will, yeah. Uh, hopefully, um, we'll see him back, like you say. And I didn't read the article, so that's a lot of games under his belt. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, come back for the second half of the season, um, and take it from there. So, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed because he's a player, setbacks. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. You come through these games unscathed. Brian, mm-hmm. that, that's, yeah. I mean, it's part of his rehabilitation, mate. It's not like he's fucking broken nail. He's broke his leg, you know what I mean? It's going to take time. And everybody <laughs> yeah. heals differently, do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but he's an athlete, an absolute athlete. Yeah. So, we're going to move on. Uh, I've decided to get the finger out and have brought back the D-Archive section <laughs> before we move on to the fans Q&A section. So, let's just get fucking right into this, Paul. Yes, the come on. Books. Yeah. Let's get right into it and start with your defeat. The 18th of September, 1974, <laughs> we were beating 1-0 away to Molen, was it Molenbeek? Uh, UEFA Cup first round, first leg. All right. Molenbeek, whatever. Who the yeah. fuck, are, who are they? It was 1974, what cares? Who, what um, were they called, sorry? Molenbeek, what? Molenbeek, Molenbeek, I think. Must be Belgian Mullenbeek. or something. Molenbeek? I don't know. <laughs> Pass. Yeah, pass as well. <laughs> Even though I've got a written down that I've actually written. <laughs> uh, 19th of September 1969, Gordon Wallace signs for Dundee. He went on to make 269 appearances, scoring 120 goals. He also scored the goal that won us the League Cup back in 1973. He became manager between 1989 and 1991 and was also caretaker for a couple of games in 2005. Brilliant. There you go. One take. There you go. Unbelievable, Danny. I'm, I'm proud of you. That's cool. What year was that he signed? Sorry. What year was 1969. that? 1969. Bloody hell. Mm-hmm. 20th of September 2000, the Wan Sarah hat trick of Sreenal Dundee against United at Dens. Good times. That, that, um, that game was great. The 21st of September 1950, Dundee broke the Scottish record signing when they signed Billy Steele for £23,500. Wow. Yep. This one, 22nd of September 1996, League Cup quarter-final Park, Dundee FC 2, Aberdeen 1, Tosh McKinley. Uh, Tosh McKinley, fucking Paul Tosh. Sorry, I've got a Tosh written down on the bit of paper and just went automatically <laughs> to Tosh McKinley. Um, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul Tosh in the 34th minute um, opened the score and Billy Dodds with apparently in the 71st, but big Jim Hamilton uh, popped up in the 89th minute to slot home the winner. And what? the highlights are on the D archive page as well. What year was that? 1996. I would have been there, mate, and that's probably where my love for uh, Paul Tosh came from, probably. Yeah. Because that's my, <laughs> obviously, the 22nd of September, that's my birthday, so probably the old boys took us to the game and seen Tosh score. <laughs> That'll be it, mate. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. that's what it started from. <laughs> that's absolutely wild. <laughs> um, the 23rd of September, this is starting to make me feel old, Francisco <laughs> Luna is 52. What? Yeah. Paco Luna. 
So he's uh, played for us. Uh, 1999-2000 season. I think he was more the 2000 side, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Was that yeah. when we had that strip? It was like, obviously, the dark blue in the middle with the white sleeves and the white thing there. That yeah, red. the white collar. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paco Luna, man, one. player, like, player. I like him. Did he not then go um, to Hibs or something? Did he go to Hibs? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yes, because I think they was, we were wanting to sign him and he was kind of, he was too sure. Mm. Aye, yeah. Um, and then Benetich took over and then there was no chance of him signing after that because the players that they were bringing in. If you're no Italian um, or fucking Argentinian, you can get the fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Or Georgia>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> must have liked the Spaniards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the 24th of September, 1988, Dundee FC won Celtic nil. Tommy Coyne in the 28th minute, and it was the last time we ever beat Celtic at Dens Park. 29 games ago, and since then, 21 defeats and 8 draws. <laughs> Pure bogey team. My God. My God, yes. <laughs> have, you not got the, have you not got that game on the, the YouTube as well? Is that another one? Um, that you, you've definitely got one at... Parkhead, yes. So basically, what I've just read the, that one's that one's on it. That yeah, one's yeah. on it. Hmm. Um, so's the League Cup one, and so's the United one from this week. So, hmm. yes, go on to YouTube and you can see it. Don't so, let's move on to Paul's new favorite <clears throat> part of this podcast the fans' QA. <laughs> I'll just go right to the very first one, mate, because again, I like to. Not look at what's been written until we go on. So yeah, first I haven't one. done either. So apart from I seen one. Let's let's start off with the first one, which is a silly one. John Brown, would you rather be a shark that walks on land or a bear that lives underwater? A shark on land. I'm going for shark on land as well. Living underwater, just dark. Yeah. Don't know, but you would need to build like a breathing apparatus or something. I don't know. like. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. walk, would walk on the fins or would you have like wee stumpy legs? One of your mates give you a wee slide, give you a wee push you and you just <laughs> slide on your belly. A wee belly like a snake? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Dundee Derry, how would you assess the opening five fixtures so far and our current position in the table? Would you make any changes to the current lineup? Oh, That's so, a tough one, that, like, oof. It's not a bad opening five games. There was games that felt like we maybe should have had a point or a win. Mm. It's always going to happen, though. But, um, yeah, you know what? We could do, if we had six or seven points, maybe feel like over the moon. But five points from five, you know what? I'm, I'm happy, uh, considering when you're looking at there'll be some other teams and uh, mm-hmm. results are going. Any change, changes to the current lineup? Um, I think Paul kind of hit the nail on the head when potentially mm. having back up top when he's in with Tiffany and McCowan. I'd like to see Tiffany and McCowan playing the same game. Mm-hmm. I really would because I just know that they were on riot against fullbacks and like I said, when they could they could flip positions. So mm-hmm. but assessing it's I think it's been a good start. Personally. Yeah. Could I think it's one better, of those though. Yeah. It, it could have been better, but could have been worse. So could have been worse. It, it's in between. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. I th- I'm relatively happy. Still, still can't believe Rodden went near post, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that that could have been another two points on the board. 
Motherwell game, we probably could have won that, could have been another couple of points, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, overall, I'd say relatively happy. Yeah, there's plenty of positives. Going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Ringshook Shank, your favourite Sunday dinner combo. Right, you can't beat potatoes, your veg, Yorkshire puddings and chicken, roast chicken, for me. I don't have, I don't get this like, oh, we'll only eat that on a Sunday. Oh, we'll only have fish on a Friday. Oh, I'll just eat what I eat. But Paul, you're a single man. You're like, you don't you're, you're your in-law. Do you know what I mean? I'll just order a takeaway or something. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Get a wee Kone Noor. Brilliant. <laughs> um, Louis <laughs> Robertson, do you think we should give or Marcel Lewis a chance? <laughs> That's probably what you're doing. Uh, yeah. should, do you think we should give Marcel Lewis a chance against Kelly? And if so, how would we set up with him in the team? I wouldn't. I think no. he. I think you would have to have him coming on as a substitute to see what he brings before you give him a starting spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's to earn the spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dense Park, Dense Park Choir. They've opened up a can of worms <laughs> here because I've had conversations mm. privately here. So. Blur versus Oasis. Who has the best live album? Who has the who has the best album? And who has the best single? Name them. Who is the best live album? Yeah. Or who's the best live? What? Oh, who was best live? Sorry, I just seen album and who's the best live? Never seen Blur, but they're shite, so it's Oasis. I've seen them a hand in, they were incredible. And it's Oasis every day of the week, mate. So I would say I've only seen Blur, so it's Blur. <coughs> who has the best album? Probably Master Plan. A master plan that's a b-side you know it's I mean? a b-side and that's the best that's the best yeah, album like, everybody yeah. is it's a b-side an yeah. unintentional album um incredible who has the best single oh. Oh. That's a, that is a tough one because there's umpteen singles mate umpteen I, um see see for me see if you said see when i seen that the first song that came to my head was song two purely because it was oh. on fifa Road to the World Cup '98 all the time. I thought you were so always saying Songbird. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was a good single because that was yeah, that was '98. Like, but yeah, yeah anything by Oasis. If, if you had to pick your best single from both of them, again, I'd go back to Master Plan. The song, nah. a brilliant song. Nah, song probably, too, go, but... probably go Songbird and Beetlebum. Ah, nice, nice. Just when that riff kind of kicks in when Brilliant. he's aye, aye, yep. Um, <clears throat> Jake Shaw, uh, <laughs> Jake Shaw, thoughts on steak pie as a Christmas dinner? There's a lot Absolutely. of dinner questions here. A lot to eat here. Absolutely. What, what, what are thinking? Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't eat it. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously I'm veggie, so I wouldn't eat it. But absolutely, mate. <laughs> If they nothing against that, I'd hate it. But I always see steak pie as a Boxing Day thing. Oh, who gives a traditions, man? Fuck it, man. Last Christmas, I had a blooming takeaway for fucking Coiler. Big <laughs> blooming spread. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, New Campy, FTW. Favourite Dundee chant and your most hated Dundee chant? I love Ivano Dario. That's one of my favourites. Eh? That is my that, that's an all time classic. I mean, oh, we still sing brilliant. it nowadays. Still sing it. Um, that that's my that's my favourite. Mine's is going to be controversial. So my most hated one is the F U C K Y O U. Oh, wow, that is brilliant! Oh no, man, 
I love all the chants, man. I don't have one that I'm just. I don't come up to be perfectly honest. I don't really like hello, hello. Uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, certain words and uh, that like uh, the folk sing it incorrectly, and it noises me up. Yeah, we'll just stop that answer right there in case yeah. it goes any further. Armed <laughs> <laughs> um, Campbell, um, thoughts on our strikers? I think we've spoke about this, eh? not yeah. being clinical enough. I was happy with Zach Robinson signing, but now I'm a bit unsure if he's up his depth at this level. I'd probably say I don't think he's up his depth. Like we said, I think he just has to adjust. I he needs to adjust, but he adjust. needs to learn yeah. quick. He needs to learn quick yeah. and fast. He needs a goal, like we've said, but yeah. I'm not too worried just yet. Mike Young, Paul's cousin. Um, What's he saying? Where, where do you? He's actually been quite uh, okay here, actually. Um, Holy not shit. even normal sarky self. So <laughs> that about. Um, where do you realistically see yourself finishing in the league? And do you think you'll stay up because the farmers are worse than you? Um, mm. I see myself tenth or above. To be honest, not too far above tenth, but around there. I think we'll be higher than that, mate. Yeah. Top well, of the Paul's going for it. He's aiming for the glory. Um, I was actually holding back. I think we could probably sneak sneak a top six, but still early days, mate. Aye. Um, and he's went there said the farmers, uh, uh, where do you think you'll stay because the farmers are worse than you? And he's probably right. We, this season, my first season back, we'll be looking for teams to be worse than us because uh, we're going to have more moments in the day. So, I think St Johnston are going to be the pick of the bunch um, at the bottom there. So mm-hmm. um, I'll say 10th yep. and anything above a couple of places. 10th to 8th to 10th for Seventh. me. <laughs> um, Teddy Watson, oh, Zach Robinson's fairly getting in the questions. Um, is Zach Robinson overrated amongst Dundee fans? And will we regret not signing another striker during the transfer window? It's a yes for both, uh, for me on both. That's from Teddy. Um I would, I would maybe say we should maybe, maybe he was a little bit overrated with Dundee fans initially. No way. You know, think. No, see, apart from Lyle in the in in the championship, he was a star man. He was absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant, man. He just folk didn't know football, man. He was not just all about <laughs> his goal scoring. It was it, his hold up play, how he body players, man. He, mm-hmm. he needs to get back into that, and that's what I mean. I don't know if. Should he should be, he get benched? Does he need the firecracker? Does he need the hair dryer? You know, he's he will come good. Trust me on that. Mm-hmm. When I initially said that, I wasn't saying myself. Maybe he's overrated. I was saying maybe is he overrated? Yeah, but I wasn't saying that either. I, I, um, I think he's had a there's a lot of people. Not a lot of people. There's a few people that um, haven't liked him for day dot. Yeah, um, that's what I've noticed. Uh, like. Paul said there, uh, his contribution last season, if he wasn't there, then you wouldn't hear the championship uh, mm. title. Mm. He'd be in the championship this season. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I do think maybe we could have been looking at getting a, another striker in. And uh, uh, just, you know, I, I don't think it'll come back to bite us on the arse, because we've got the January window to do that. But um, I think the strikers we've got, some of them will get us some goals um, yeah. and take it from there. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Um, weird Fish. That's still Weird Fish. Cracking username that. Um, honest. <laughs> that's the boy's name called Weird Fish. Um, 
honest answer. Bakayoko and Robinson, yay or nay? Just now, man, this is pure the Robinson. Robinson's getting it stinking, is he? But I think no, but I think this is more a case of them two up top at the same time. Yeah. Um, and just now, just mm, now, I would say no. nay. It's not really. It's not really paid off. It's got to be one or the other. Like really worked. Yeah. Um, and that's how we kind of Paul brought up maybe going the one up top uh, down the line and seeing how it goes give Robinson a wee a wee break as well because obviously performances are not have they been of his standard uh, that they won the championship so it's maybe good to give him uh, a wee bit of a break and just kind of clear his head a wee bit that's why I think he needs a wee break I do because mm-hmm. he'll probably be beating himself up mate that it's not going mm-hmm. for him and you I mean I've <laughs> I don't know if, I feel like we're pure singling them out. I don't want to do that, even though the <laughs> previous podcast we've singled a lot of players out. But anyway, but <laughs> there's times on the pitch with Robinson, you can kind of tell by his body language that it's no like it's, it's maybe no good way. for him, and he's getting a yeah. bit frustrated about it. And I feel like he's letting that affect his game. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying there, Paul. About. Uh, <laughs> Haven't I got Robinson? Well, certainly not. It's just uh, you know there's a player there. Mm-hmm. His performances in the championship, uh, he's setting up the goals, he's scoring the goals, you know. It's just, I think it's just the, the step up has maybe caught him out a wee bit. New manager, new and system, new players. It's going to take time for him to gel. Yeah. Maybe it's taken him longer than others to get into the swing of things. But once he gets into the swing of things, you'll see what he's all about. Yeah, he'll get goals. Um positive that he'll get goals and once he gets his first one uh, I can see maybe Doherty trying to pay him back up with Baka and going for there it's just all about getting the confidence and stepping into these players yeah. um, especially the ones that have maybe I say misfiring, it's, it's a bit of a shame to say it but it's kind of probably uh, oh, right. to say, but misfiring and, uh, and then taking it for there so mm-hmm. yeah it's just and I'm pretty sure Tony Dockett will do that because uh, by the sons of it, the players have got a good time behind the scenes. They're enjoying themselves at Dens with mm. the management, uh, the the new the manager of coaches and stuff like that. So it's just getting it right on the pitch. I mean, the thing if I've noticed for me, see with Doc, and obviously the interviews and stuff like that, he looks to me that he, he, he looks like a manager you want to play for, you want to impress. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's the kind of the way I'm getting it from him comes across really well and I like what he's trying to do with Dundee and I think it'll succeed yeah yeah and I do I've already spoke about the Kamal again but I think Tony Dockett will probably keep both of them up top I think he'll persevere and keep them going until it clicks with them up top that's what I think you never know mate this this could be the game where it clicks yeah I, I personally don't think Tony Dockett will be looking at this like I'm wanting to get one up on Derek McInnes I want to get one over mould you know pal you know no, you'll just be treating this as a normal game that Dundee want to go out and win. You're at home, you get three points, you crack on. Yeah. It's a, if you treat a game uh, as a like personal a vendetta against uh, something or a grudge, yeah, it's never going to work out for you, is it's it? It's not going to so, work out, no. No, you, you treat the game as a, as a game that you're wanting to win. And he will. There's no doubt about that. There's oh, yeah. no doubt about that at all. 3-0. Yeah. So, yeah, it's went from 6-0 Dundee to 6-0 Calais to now 3-0 Dundee for Paul. I'll take a 1-0 argument every day of the week. And it's back to 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. That's all the time we've got for the day. Um, 
Paul, thanks again. Thanks again for coming on uh, sober. It's always appreciated when that happens. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode. We'll dive in and talk about what happened at the Kelly game at Dens Park. <laughs> <laughs>